check one, two. Is there anybody out there? Is there anybody out there as bored as me? Today's the day where we kick off a movie review. What's the best movie you say? I don't know. But I know seven is pretty good. What is the best movie? 2001 A Space Odyssey. Boom. But let's not get distracted. No, no, no. Don't think about that. Seven is a 1995 American neo-noir oh, crime thriller film directed by David Fincher and written by Andrew Kevin Walker. It stars, here we go, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Kevin Spacey. Ugh! I'm pretty sure you guys have seen Seven. So... Let's, let's first, let's get back into that frame of mind of 1995 frame of mind. Where were you in 1995? Were you even born yet? Were you crying in high school? Okay, some of the top 40 hits of 1995 were Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio, Creep and Waterfalls by TLC, Wonderwall by Oasis. You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette. Okay, quickly, side story note. You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette is supposedly about Dave Coulier, the guy from the worst TV show on the planet. The worst TV show ever in existence. Full House. An even crappier show, Fuller House. Ah, it's just, I don't know, I'm sorry. I don't like to talk bad about things, but Full House... Anyways, okay. Dave Coulier from Full House, who played... Ugh, Uncle Joey. That's right. I had to look it up. Ugh. Okay, ugh. Sorry I'm being negative. So Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey, from Full House. He and Alanis Morissette were a thing. They had, like, this long-term relationship, whatever. And he broke up with her. And then the album Jagged Little Pill released. And the song You Oughta Know is supposedly about Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey from Full House. And he said that he realized the song was about him when the line says, Okay, let's just, let's just see. So this is You Oughta Know about Dave Coulier by Alanis Morissette after the breakup. Which I'm guessing Dave Coulier broke up with her. Okay, here. I know the version of me. Is she perverted like me? Would she go down on you in a theater? That's right. That one. And also, when uh, the line she says something like, I hate to bug you in the middle of dinner. I guess like she called him and he was like, oh, you're bothering me during dinner. So yeah, there you go. Little uh, 90s 411. Let's move on, please. 
I really don't like Dave Coulier for some reason. Ah, okay. Oh yes, and Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead was also on the top 40 in 95. Okay, movies. Clueless, Billy Madison, Apollo 13, Basketball Diaries. Don't get me started. Basketball Diaries is a 1995 American crime drama film starring Leo DiCaprio about addiction to heroin. And it's fab. Casino and Showgirls. Okay, let's move on to Seven. Seven. I don't know if I'm in that 90s frame of mind. Or maybe I'm just always there. So it's like, oh yeah, Oasis. Okay, let me think. Seven. Let's all just get focused. Seven. Where they use like the number seven as like the V. Okay. The film tells a story of David Mills, who's played by Brad Pitt, a detective who partners with the retiring William Somerset, who's played by Morgan Freeman, to track down a serial killer who uses the seven deadly sins as a motif in his murders. The screenplay was influenced by the time Walker spent in New York City trying to make it as a writer. Principal photography took place in Los Angeles, with the last scene filmed near Lancaster, California. That's right, the power line scene. The film's budget was $33 million. Jesus, God, what the hell is going on out there in Hollywood? Released on September 22, 1995, Seven was the seventh highest grossing film of the year. Okay, no one cares. Oh yeah, this is interesting. It was all shot in LA, but it's supposed to be in New York. So most of it was filmed downtown. San Pedro Street, all that area down there. Okay, boom. Seven. Seven. Okay, Brad Pitt in Seven isn't my favorite Brad Pitt. He's too young. He just... I don't know, he just is always running around the house, you know? It's like, God, just sit down. So it's not my favorite Brad, but he's still really great to look at, and yeah. Actually, Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow started dating while filming the movie Seven. Brad Pitt proposed to her two years later, and uh, but they broke up in 1997. It was during this time, which Carly and I discuss on a different episode, when uh, Brad Pitt threatened to kill Harvey Weinstein for uh, trying some BS with Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Threatened to kill him. Yeah, and this is when Brad Pitt was, like, starting to blow up. Just the year before, Legends of the Fall was released. Everybody loves Legends of the Fall. Everybody cries. Love it. Interview with a Vampire. I mean... In fact, the anniversary of Interview with the Vampire just came up, and Carly and I are going to discuss Interview with the Vampire on upcoming current events episode. So stay tuned. Okay, seven, seven. Soon to retire, Detective William Somerset is partnered with short-tempered but idealistic David Mills. I wouldn't call him idealistic. He's recently moved to the city with his wife, Tracy. Morgan Freeman is the slow, wise detective. He, like, knows what's up, and Brad Pitt's, like, the young, hot one that is jumpy and impulsive. Okay, so so the movie, in a nutshell, is Kevin Spacey. Ugh! You can't ever say his name without going, ugh, after. Kevin Spacey. Ugh! He is a serial killer, and he's doing this project, I guess you could call it, where he's murdering people, covering all the seven deadly sins, which are pride, envy, gluttony, lust, anger, greed, and sloth. I mean, it's kind of a great idea when you think about it. I'm really pretty impressed with this writer, Andrew Kevin Walker. Okay, so the scene is 
young, in love couple, beautiful people, Gwyneth Paltrow, Brad Pitt, you know, young in their apartment in New York City with the train going by and ha ha ha, are we going to have kids? I don't know. We're in love. Like that shit. Morgan Freeman, the older wise character, the mentor, the safe place, soon to be retired, wants to live on a farm and he doesn't understand the city anymore and, you know, the circle of life, like whatever. So Brad Pitt's like new to this city and he's been a detective for five years. He's not new and blah, blah, blah. And so he is new to Morgan Freeman's, like, detective team, or whatever they call it. The police people. The detectives. Brad Pitt is a new addition to the detective unit. He's cocky. He's hot. He's ready to, you know, solve stuff. He's eager. So they're, like, living their lives, and boom, this murder happens. So they get on the scene, and it's this person who is dead, died of internal bleeding. There's bruises. There's this. There's that. There's food on the table. They don't They don't know what's going on. So basically, this is setting it up for the seven deadly sins. And this one is supposed to be portraying gluttony. And gluttony can happen in many forms. And this one, it happened with food. They said that this man had a gun to his head and he was forced to eat until he burst. Died of internal bleeding. Ugh. Stomach probably, like, exploded. I mean, yeah. At the scene, a John Milton quote was found. The quote was... Long is the way and hard that out of hell leads up to light. What does that mean to you? Long is the way and hard that out of hell leads up to light. What does that mean to you? Okay, on to the next sin. Or on to the next thing, because they don't even know yet, like, the seven deadly sins. They're like, oh my gosh, this person was, like, made to eat. So, on to the next victim. Boom. The defense attorney. Greed is spelled out on the carpet. Really cool scene, actually. That shot, it shows the blood written out big on the floor. Greed and Brad Pitt standing there and he's like, you know, got the thinking look with his hand on his chin like, hmm, watching the news. It's funny, actually, this scene because he's watching the news and the mayor or whoever is like, we have our best people working on the case. And Brad Pitt's like, oh my God, that's me. But I guess the defense attorney had to cut off a pound of flesh from his body. So he had to like decide what was expendable on his body. I really don't know. We Let's just move on. It's gross. Yeah, I'm a maintenance person. So like every time I see something like I measure its like ability to make a mess. So yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. That's like too much to clean up. Oh yeah, also something interesting. Uh, there were no computers in the movie. They wrote all their reports on typewriters, which is pretty cool. It seems like it would be fun to be a detective. I bet it's like really boring though. Like, cause not every case is like seven where you like look behind paintings and it's not like a, an escape room, <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, like it's like, I don't know. You have to go knock on people's doors and it's like hot. I don't know. It just sounds like it would be boring. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, okay, so this point of the movie, like, Morgan Freeman, it's like, he's starting to connect the dots, and Brad Pitt's, like, being ignorant and, like, annoying. Morgan Freeman's, like, going to the... Oh, yes, this is actually kind of interesting. During this part of the movie, Morgan Freeman is putting two and two together. He's connecting the dots. He's like, okay, uh, why would someone go to, you know, this much trouble to, like, kill people in this way, whatevs, if it didn't mean anything? 
there's actually kind of this cool scene, the library scene, with Bach's air on G-string playing in the background. <laughs> you know, like Morgan Freeman sitting in the library and, you know, it's like showing the lamps and there's pages being flipped in a book and so it's showing us that he's thinking, he's putting stuff together and blah, 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 but it's a cool uh, little scene. Okay, let's move on. The next sin, sloth. Not the cute little animal, not the little thing with the long fingernails that smiles in the tree. We're talking sin here, people. Okay, this is like the craziest scene in the whole movie. Wouldn't you agree? You're like, I don't remember. I haven't seen this movie in 20 years. Check it. This is the one where the guy's laying in bed with all them pine tree air fresheners hanging from a ceiling, member, and he's missing a hand. And they got led there because at a different scene, his fingerprints were on the wall spelling out, help me. So they tracked the fingerprints and now they're at this guy's house. So blah 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 from the scene of the lawyer behind the painting, like an escape room. I'm sure detective work is very bland. So don't get any ideas, people, of becoming a detective. Okay. This is the guy, they, the police walk in, and they're like, move, you scumbag, or however, you know, they yell at people, and so they think the guy's dead in bed, because it looks like he's dead. It looks like he's, like, rotting away, and there's the air fresheners hanging from the wall, like, crazy stuff going down. From ScreenRant.com, they say that the actor for this scene, his name is Michael Reed McKay, was cast after meeting the role's two main demands. Having a very small frame, I like how they say that, having a very small frame, he weighed 98 pounds, and being able to lay down for long periods of time. So boom, he got the job. This gentleman, Michael Reed McKay, underwent over 14 hours of prosthetic application to get the look the production team was after. That's whenever they come up on him and he has all that makeup on to look like he's rotted away. But he's really still alive. <gasps> Takes the breath and everybody freaks. So there you go. He had been starving in bed for one year. I think they said to the day. Just laying there. For one year. Okay, let's not dwell on it. Let's move on. Moving on in the movie. This is like, not before internet. Before like normal, everyday, average people had internet. So it was all about the library. And Morgan Freeman explains in the movie how the FBI monitors certain flag books in the library. Sort of like, you know, how they watch and monitor the internet these days, how they would monitor people's use of certain books that were checked out from the library. So I thought that was a pretty cool scene. And it's also during this time that Morgan Freeman feels that he and Brad Pitt are just recording and monitoring the events. They have no control. Morgan Freeman understands that this guy is a year ahead of them. It's already done. It's planned out. All they can do is just, like, observe and report. Okay, boom. On to the next sin. Pride. Boom. Y'all remember it? Oh, I hate this gruesome stuff. Kevin Spacey. Ugh. Cut off this lady's nose. In one hand was a bottle of pills where she could kill herself, and the other hand was a phone where she could call 911 for help. But she would be, like, horribly disfigured. She could, you know, live horribly disfigured for the rest of her life, 
or just kill herself. And I guess she killed herself or he made it look like that or whatever for his art project or whatever. Anyways, okay, it's now in the movie. Great scene from movielocations.com, the spacious police station lobby in which John Doe wrongfoots everyone by surrendering is the lobby of the old Rosslyn Hotel in Los Angeles. But now it's uh, the upscale Rosslyn Lofts Apartments. But it's pretty cool because... Let's just look at it. A lot of echoing. Ugh, Kevin Spacey. Ugh. Such a cool building. You're looking for me. Oh, God. It's Kevin Spacey. Ugh, he's covered in blood. His fingerprints are... Or the fingertips are cut off or some crazy shit. I don't even know. Such a great location. It's dark, it's echoey. Ugh, yucky. Okay, I do have to say that I've never liked Kevin Spacey ever. His character in Seven, the way I feel about him, is the way he's always made me feel. Okay, so this point in the movie, you know, he surrenders in the uh, fancy apartment buildings now in L.A. And uh, the echoey, chambery room. And he, you know, his lawyer's making a deal, blah, 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 they're talking. And he basically explains there's two more bodies. And Kevin Spacey, ah, explains... And he says that there's two more bodies. You know, he makes a deal with the police. Him saying there's two more bodies, so that means that there's one more sin left. Seven deadly sins. So we've got six. We've got the two more that he just said are out there. And the ones that are already shown for are gluttony, greed, sloth, and pride. So boom, we know there's one more. I was a little disappointed in Morgan Freeman that he didn't like put it together like, oh, okay, there's going to be one more and it's going to involve us. But then there wouldn't have been a movie. So, I get it. Let's move on, move on, move on. On to the ending of Seven. Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey, they're driving. Because Kevin Spacey said, I'm going to show you where those bodies are. Just come with me. Everything will be cool. And they're like, cool. On to my only second regret in life. My first regret, not sleeping with David from Roseanne when I could have. He wanted to play cello for me. Second regret. Not driving out to uh, Lancaster, California to the filming location of the final scene of Seven. The power lines, the dirt, the long road. I mean, that's Lancaster. Okay, let's put ourselves there. This is the final huge scene in Seven. This is it. This is the ending. Like, what's going to happen? Oh my gosh. And here it is. We're in Lancaster. There's power lines. It's probably really hot. It's windy. So Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman are there with Kevin Spacey, and Kevin Spacey's taunting Brad Pitt. They're having, like, these exchange of power and exchange of words, and basically it's just building up tension and questions, and yeah. All of a sudden, we look. Here comes a truck. It's a mail truck. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, there with the killer, the serial killer of these seven deadly sins. It's like, what? Here comes a mail truck. Morgan Freeman's like, keep your eye on this dude. I'm going to go check out what's on the truck. It's kind of an intense scene. It's like you're putting two and two together. The truck. There's a box. The serial killer starts to tell Brad Pitt, Hey, uh, I went to your house this morning and... 
Oh, I just don't even want to relive it. He just said a bunch of horrible things about Brad Pitt's wife, Gwyneth Paltrow. I wanted to see what it was like to be you. I wanted to blah, 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 blah. Basically, he was telling him, I was at your freaking house this morning and shit's about to go down and here comes a freaking mail truck and we're in Lancaster. Cut to Morgan Freeman getting the box from the mail delivery person. He's like, oh shit. Does he know what it is? Probably not. But he knows some shit's about to go down. He opens a box with a knife. And what do we see? Blonde hair. Uh, everybody knows this scene. Of course, Brad Pitt finishes the art project. Point. I don't know what the serial killer was trying to do. Because uh, Brad Pitt shot him and became vengeance. So there you go. Seven.